Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I don't want to hurt them. I would never hurt someone. A woman, a stranger, someone's dad. I try to help people. I do help people, don't I? I drive my brothers to emergency rooms and smile at nurses and I say please. I give hugs and I say I love you to everyone. I am petite and proper and I have tact. I don't say bitch or cunt. I write poetry and thank you cards. I remember birthdays and I take my mom out to eat at Stonewoods. What type of person could do this? I'm still asking myself in silence. To this day, I am still trying to figure out this person, another side of me. She lives there still. Welcome to the Doherty Gang, a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. Episode 10, Time and Pressure. I'm Courtney Armstrong, a crime producer at KT Studios with Stephanie Lidecker. We've been working with producer Beth Greenwald on the Doherty Gang for months. Now, these three siblings have agreed to tell their story for the very first time, each from separate prisons. Lee Grace Doherty is at the Federal Correction Institute, Aliceville, in Alabama. Ryan Doherty 
is in the U.S. Penitentiary Tucson in Arizona, and Dylan Doherty is currently at the United States Prison of Atlanta in Georgia. This call is from a federal prison. I think people are so quick to judge other people when they commit crimes. They don't know the reason behind why you're committing that crime. And I think that's a big problem in the justice system. If there's a certain reason why you are doing something, then that needs to be taken into account. And the effects of a crime of why you actually did that. Three of the FBI's most wanted criminals, the Doherty siblings, were now behind bars in Colorado. After an eight-day crime spree beginning in Florida that ended with a second police shootout, they were about to face a judge. On October 31, 2011, 29-year-old Lee Grace pled not guilty to charges stemming from a high-speed chase in Walsenburg, Colorado. Here's Lee Grace's attorney, Patrick McCarville. It looked like we were going to go to trial. And the trial date was set to commence February 21st of 2012. My sense was our judge, Judge Appel, was really pressuring counsel uh, in the district attorney's office to, to settle these cases. You know, my sense was he didn't want the circuit that would come with a trial with so much media attention. One trooper spoke out on the local news about Dylan's capture and some of his facts that were wrong. The third brother, uh, who was still at the car trying to get into his trunk, uh, who, who I focused on at first. We think he was trying to get to the, possibly even get to the AK-47 that was in the trunk. Uh, we gave him a lot of commands. He eventually, I think when he saw all of us, uh, gave up and lay down on the ground. I covered him while a Wassenberg PD officer handcuffed him and searched him. And then I went and joined the other troopers to search for the brother who had ran. Here again is Lee Grace's attorney, Patrick McCarville. There were a lot of press conferences and a lot of discussion about the case. And of course, the first thing I did as Lee Grace's attorney was ask for a gag order so that nobody could talk about this case and that we could keep information about the case out of the media so that I could preserve a fair jury pool in the event that we would go to a jury trial. And of course, that didn't last very long. The Many of the officers and state patrolmen involved received awards, gave speeches. I asked our judge to hold them in contempt, and that was denied. Producer Beth Greenwald spoke with Ryan. There was Medal of Valor handed out to the Colorado police and also the citizens who chased after you. The Colorado police, some of them were like some old dirty-ass cops. The statements that you make and the placement that you're at where you're like, oh, well, we've seen for sure, you know, the sister in the back and she was actuating the trigger of the gun. It's like, really, you saw somebody in a vehicle moving 140 miles an hour actuating a trigger mechanism from 100 meters plus, And then you were dumb enough with all your training that you received to park your car and station yourself in a crossfire situation because you're saying, well, we're worried for our lives that they're going to shoot us. So you're going to have to shoot back, right? But you're going to be dumb enough to station yourself at a direct crossfire where if you miss me, a vehicle moving at 140, and you're at like 100 meters or 50 meters away from the road, you're going to shoot your fucking fellow uh, uh, officer, man. That, that shit doesn't make sense. While Ryan was discussing what he saw as bad policing, some officers, like former trooper Mark Bunetto, were recognized for their valor. Here he is. It's a great honor, right? It's not something that they just hand out. You know, there's very few recipients of it during the, the whole history of the patrol, you know, so it was kind of, it's kind of a big deal. You know, I had a big ceremony and everybody, you know, and the, the chief hands them out, you know, and 
yeah so it was kind of cool i got i got quite a few i got we, we, that award and i was also given the uh the 100 club of denver i got an award from them i don't know why it was i guess because i was the lead car or whatever in the, in the pursuit Authorities seem relieved to have finally apprehended the Doherty's, and there was no hesitation to put them on public display, especially in front of the media. Dylan's attorney, Kobe Becker, spoke with Beth. I believe it was in Colorado, um, where at some point they were escorted out of a building, and they were, ch- you know, was, I think this might have been, it was either Dylan and Lee Grace or Ryan and Lee Grace, but they're, you know, shackled together, and they were kind of let out a side door in front of the media by a guy holding a machine gun. We had a huge fight about that, that it's parading. Because in Walsenburg, I think it's the same way now, but the courthouse is closer and I don't know what they're doing, but the courthouse was across the street from the jail and there was no real way to get inmates in secretly. Like most jails have the tunnels that lead to the courthouse or whatever, but they didn't have a system like that. And so everyone was pissed. They fired at police officers in Walsaburg, fired at police officers from Pueblo, fired at police officers, you know, FBI officers. So it was all just for show. And Walsenburg, because they're so small, wanted to be on the map. Here's Dylan. I think we just kind of got used to that. That was the whole dog and pony show, if, you'll, if you can call it that. Uh, you know, they they... I will say the sheriff's department in Colorado was very professional. They were always polite. I think they were, you know, I mean, obviously they didn't, they, the sheriff didn't wake up and be like, oh, maybe the back of you will, you know, crash here on my front doorstep tomorrow. Coincidentally, we did. And I think he just dealt with it the best way that he could. And I think he did a, a good job of that. Was Like I said, was always respectful to me. Was always, you know, courteous. Obviously, he couldn't let me go. Here again is Lee Grace's attorney, Patrick McCarville. This is perhaps one of the smallest county jails in the state. There's three pods, two pods hold males, one holds females. The control center just announces to an inmate, you have an attorney visit and they remotely unlock the doors. And so Lee Grace would walk, go through several secure doors before she gets to what is called the judicial room. It's a room about 12 feet by 12 feet with a desk and two chairs. And she is not shackled, nor is any of the inmates when they meet with attorneys. And at the time, she was still recovering from the gunshot in her leg. While the attorneys figured out how to proceed with their cases, Dylan had another idea. Here again is Dylan's attorney, Kobe Becker. And let me ask you this. I know when he was being held in Colorado, I mean, there was an incident where he and was planning on trying to break out. This was before he was arraigned, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is, he's been captured. He's in jail. I think that at this point, Lee Grace was in the same jail, but in the female prison. Yeah, they were being held in Pueblo County for a bit. When this happened, were you his representation? I was not, no. And when you heard about that, what did you think? I think it's the same thing, right? I mean, they had been on this running away, getaway kind of thing. And so it was sort of par for the course. And then after meeting Dylan, it it made sense. You know, how am I going to get myself out of this situation, right? I mean, that's how he lived his whole life. Like, things are bad. How am I going to get out of this situation? 
A jail cell search comes up big as 26-year-old Dylan Doherty is caught with an 8-inch knife made up of metal and a farewell letter addressed to the FBI and Huerfano County Jail. Former neighbor Pastor Clanton recalls Dylan's farewell. Dylan had left a note saying, you got me, but I'm out of here, you know, kind of with humor, like uh, this, the, the accommodations are nice, but I got to go. I got to get my sister, uh, you know, and he tried to escape to get out of the men's prison, to go to the women's prison, to get his sister out like he's going to break her out. So their actions were like most people think unbelievable. According to the arrest affidavit, it reads, I've enjoyed staying here, so don't take any of this personal. Dylan's plan was to escape through a hatch door that has access to the plumbing. He had already tampered with the lock, tore out the insulation, and climbed up to the ceiling. Footprints show he made it to the female cells and slipped a letter to his sister, Lee Grace Doherty, telling her to get her belongings together. Dylan was going to go through the ceiling of the control room, drop down, and tie up the staff, taking their keys and walking out to freedom. I just know my brother Dylan, how smart he is, and he's very wily. You know, Dylan is the type of thinker, he just thinks out of the box. And I think when you give somebody a certain setback, his only way to deal with a setback is to actually overcome it. So, you know, if you give Dylan even a little bit of space or a little bit of time, he can think up a solution to anything. And that's just the way Dylan is. He's a very strong thinker and he's very strong physically. So if you put him in a box, he's going to find a way out of that box. If that means destroying the box, if that means setting the box on fire, if that means climbing up the wall like Spider-Man, he's going to do it. When you're sitting there and all you have is time and pressure, and when you're in that situation, you're just, you're instinctually, you look for, you know, a, a way to survive in a better situation and obviously escaping from you know, being locked up is, is one of those, you know, methods. I mean, how did I decide? Like I said, I mean, I just, I just wanted, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to do the time. I mean, I didn't want to do all, I didn't want to die in prison. And, and the actual mechanics of it were, were relatively simple. The jail was very small, as you well know. You know, the staff was kind of a little, uh, I guess, lackadaisical, you could say. But of course, they changed a lot of things after that incident happened. Did you make it over to Lee Grace? at any time? Yeah, yeah, I did. I was in the bed. I'm sure she remembers that she was sitting on the table watching TV. And, you know, I was just like, Lee Grace, you know, I kind of whispered through the bed and she was like, sort of startled because she's hearing my voice and she thought maybe she was, it was like, I don't know, I don't know what she thought it was, but, you know, she started to cry. I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, hey, stop crying. You know what I mean? I said, uh, you know, I was just, I said it kind of like jokingly. I was like, I said, uh, I said, are you ready to go? You know, I said, you want to, I said, do you want to leave here? pretty much a rhetorical question, but, you know, she, of course, was like, she was like, yeah. He actually was. He, he had a, and I'm not laughing because it's funny or I, I'm, I'm making light of the situation. If you give him enough time, he has enough energy, he's going to find a way to escape. So I think that when he was making those plans, he was in his right state of mind and he was going to escape. Now, whether or not he knew what was going to happen after we actually escaped. I don't know. But I do know that he had the plan in effect. The media spread news about the jailbreak. Jail officials claim that they foiled an escape attempt masterminded by Dylan Doherty. Avedon Molesky is a psychologist who specializes in sibling relationships. 
He did not treat the Doherty's, but followed their case closely. Here he is, speaking with Beth. Were you aware that Dylan tried to break out of jail with Lee Grace? He wrote a little letter to Lee Grace with information of how they're going to get out. That's just another piece of this puzzle where even once they're separated, they're not giving up. We need to get back together, and we're going to help each other. They had found his footprints through the wall because he had worked in construction through where the pipes were, and they had found his shoe print. Um, he had made it to the women's prison. It's exceptional. Yeah, I think it speaks to, first of all, Dylan's intellect and, and his abilities, but ultimately he did it once again. I need to save my siblings. That was driving him. It's just, once again, that one constant thread throughout this entire story is that the healing power of the sibling relationship. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back in a moment. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma 
delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. A few weeks after Dylan's failed escape, the siblings all entered plea agreements. Colorado prosecutors dropped the multiple counts of attempted second-degree murder. Here's Lee Grace's attorney, Patrick McGarvel. In Colorado, Lee pled to three felonies, attempted assault in the first degree on a peace officer, and two counts of felony menacing, which is essentially pointing a weapon at a police officer. I believe in Lee Grace's plea agreement, um, at my insistence, she pled it under a complicity theory, meaning that she aided and abetted her brothers in the commission of these crimes, but that she did not commit these crimes herself. And that was a subject of much litigation as we fought the case, who was the one in the back seat of the Subaru Impreza that was firing the gun at the pursuing law enforcement officers. Here again is Dylan's attorney, Kobe Becker. We went back and forth about his plea agreement. I think we tried to get something less, but ultimately at the end of the day, he was like, you know, if this is what it is, this is what it is. And we'll just have to deal with it. And that's where he really differed from his brother and sister. I remember because his brother was very scared. You know, he was obviously younger, but he was very scared and the stuff he was facing was much more severe just in general. Lee Grace was quiet. She would not talk very much, but Dylan wasn't. He was remorseful for the things that he did, but he was never like, this is the end of my life, if that makes sense. They were originally facing a total of 73 charges, including five counts of attempted murder in the second degree, but they made a plea deal with the court. On April 30th, 2012, Lee Grace, Dylan, and Ryan had the opportunity to address the court before sentencing. I did not set out to harm anyone. My only thought was to get my brother safely to another country and help him start a new life. Contrary to a lot of people's belief, I, I never intended to. I never tried to. I never wanted to hurt anybody. It is true that I acted out of desperation. And I am sorry for the choices that I made. I wish I wish I had done all things differently. I don't know really what things differently I would have done, but I truly am sorry to, to anybody that was involved, the police officers any innocent bystanders that could have been hurt. And the actions that I did take are not to my character. I I wasn't thinking, wasn't thinking properly, wasn't thinking with 
the normal mindset that I have, and there's nothing I can do to change those. I just, I just wish that the court would look at me as a person. That's, that's pretty much all I have to say, Your Honor. And I'm generally remorseful for what happened, and I'm sorry for my brother who now will be almost 60 when he gets out, and my sister. And I'm sorry for my wife and son. Judge Claude Apple had the final word. This is not Robin Hood. This is three young people who decided to do a really stupid thing and endanger a lot of people's lives. And I hope you find some uh, value in the rest of your life. Ryan received a sentence of 18 years in prison after pleading guilty to five counts of menacing. Lee Grace got 24 years for one count of attempted first-degree assault and two counts of felony menacing. Dylan received the maximum sentence of 32 years for first-degree assault. Menacing refers to conduct that places another in danger or fear of injury or death. Here's Beth with Lee Grace. Were you guys punished for what could have happened or were you punished for what did happen? No, I definitely think we were punished for what possibly could have happened. And I understand that there were police officers, there was lives in jeopardy. That I do understand. And for that, I'm very sorry. I'm very, you cannot apologize and just take any of that back. Once an act has been committed, you can't retract it. Dylan stayed positive and sung the praises of his attorney. Kobe Becker, who I have all the admiration and, and, and respect for, and I, I can't thank her enough. This call is from a federal prison. She was a bulldog and a shark and a lady all at the same time. And I never saw her hand shaking with a piece of paper in her hand. That woman has got ice water in her veins uh, when it comes to that courtroom. But she was pregnant while she was representing me. Dockety mother Barbara Bell says she was never asked to participate in her children's defense. I was never deposed, and I was never even attempted to become, never asked to become involved in my children's defense in any way, shape, or form except for compiling extensive psychiatric medical records for my daughter, Lee Grace, and mailing them to one of her attorneys. I did all that legwork myself, but it was never brought up at trial, nor, or well, there was no trial. It was never brought up during sentencing. And I was never included for, uh, I was never deposed or never given an opportunity to speak out on my children's behalf by any of their attorneys. A lot of people don't realize you can still have witnesses testify even if a plea deal is agreed upon and signed. It doesn't, it's not all or nothing trial and you get to tell your story or plea agreement and you shut up. No, you are allowed to have, the defense attorneys can call people that could mitigate sentencing. Patrick McCarville remembers meeting Barbara Bell. I was able to meet her mother at least once when she flew out to Colorado. But my investigator and I did a pretty deep dive into her family dynamic in anticipation of presenting a mitigation package to the district attorney or to the court at sentencing that her upbringing was insufficient and that, you know, therefore maybe she should get some leniency that she never really had a chance in life. And that fell on deaf ears? To some extent, yes. Attorney Patrick McCarville talked to Beth about Lee Grace's state of mind after the verdict. A lot of my conversations with Lee when she was in the jail, 
was talking about, you know, messages she got from her brothers, you know, family dynamic stories, and not too much interest in her criminal case. She was kind of resigned that she was going to do some time, whether it was in Colorado, Georgia, Florida, or elsewhere. She quickly adapted well to the jail, essentially became a celebrity in the jail. And, you know, I, I found it interesting. She became with the deputies that would escort her to court, things of that nature. She was on a first name basis with all of them and would ask about their kids. Clearly she was conversing with everybody and she was the atypical inmate in the jail that she wasn't depressed. She was almost bombastic and that continued. It really never evaporated her positive attitude. Of course at sentencing, she was a little depressed and sad, but for that moment, she had a positive attitude and was going to make the best of her situation, regardless of the consequences. Was it that she was just resigned to it, or did she not have an understanding? I mean, you have now federal charges for the, the bank robbery and then shooting at officers and all that, or she just was kind of at peace because she couldn't control what was about to happen? Perhaps. She would ask questions like, is it possible for me to be sentenced to the same prison as my brothers? Her primary concerns were the welfare of Dylan and Ryan and not necessarily of herself. Here again is Kobe Becker speaking with Beth. My question for you, and again, I'm not a lawyer, the sentence, uh, it's hard. You, you know, when you say, well, the sentences seemed extreme because they shot at officers, they shot at the FBI, they robbed a bank. But it seems like, you know, in hearing the sentencing and reading the files, you know, what the recommended was, and it almost seems like they were charged for things that could have happened. Yeah, well, welcome to criminal law. When you shoot into a crowd and nobody is hurt, you are subjected to 48 years in the state prison because of what could have happened. It's ridiculous. I mean, there, there I could go on for days about the need for criminal justice reform. I don't even like to use the word justice system because it's not a just system. It is not a just system for indigent clients. It's not a just system for people that really don't cause any harm. To say, hey, we're going to punish these kids and put them in prison for 32 years because, you know, we're going to deter other people from shooting at law enforcement. Well, let's see how well that happened. (laughs) how well did that work right because clearly no one has shot at a cop since these guys you know were sentenced 10 years ago to to shooting at cops let's stop here for another quick break we'll be back in a moment witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger 
feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new suv like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The Doherty's face more court dates in Georgia and Florida, but they had one bright moment. Ryan picks up the story. The main guy at the jail gave us like an hour and a half in a visitation room to see each other after we got sentenced. So that was cool because the county jail people knew us well enough and liked us well enough. And we had made friends with them well enough to be able to get that last hour visit together. Then we roll on out to the feds. The feds come get us. They fly us in a little tiny jet, just me, my brother and sister and three U.S. Marshals, where we're chained to like a D-ring to the fucking floor of the plane and you know, you're shackled up like six ways from Sunday and cuffed up, and they flew us from there to Georgia. Georgia took about a year to work its way through the process. The Doherty publicity parade played out once again when they landed in Georgia. Here's Beth with Ryan, followed by Lee Grace. I was able to find, like, some footage, and I think it's you and Lee Grace being locked outside of a courtroom in shackles and with a guy with, like, an M16... <laughs> walking out in front of you and they kind of paraded you in front of the, the media? Yeah, they did that before we ever got to trial, so I don't know how we were ever supposed to get anything that was fair or impartial ever, anywhere, really. I think it was just for show, and I think that when they do feel embarrassed, they have to recoup, you know, their losses. They have to make a stand. They have to make a statement of, you know, we lost one, we lost the battle, but we're going to win the war. 
And I think that was what the statement they were trying to make is these three siblings are not going to embarrass us anymore. You know, they might have done it once, but there's no way in hell they're going to do it again. So I think a lot of that was her show. And I think you look at it from a legal perspective, they had to put their foot down. Here again, psychologist and sibling specialist, Avadon Molesky. There's this video clip that one news outlet caught them when they were being let out of the Georgia court after their court appearance in Georgia, right? They had to be up here in court in Colorado and in Georgia and in Florida. So there's a small little 30-second snapshot of both Ryan and Lee Grace walking out of the Georgia courtroom, and they were being led into the U.S. Marshal car, and you see Lee Grace turn around towards Ryan and give him a little kiss on the cheek. Like this older sister, and they're in this horrible situation, and this little outreach of love between an older sister and a younger brother, that just really encapsulated for me this remarkable relationship. The Doherty's copped a plea deal again, this time in Georgia. And in December of 2012, they were sentenced by Judge Hugh Lawson and Valdosta to 35 years and eight months each for robbing the local bank. Georgia took about a year to work its way through the process, and we ended up fleeing out there because they had said 17 to 19 years. And then the judge in court just gives us 40 years. And I said in court, I said, man, this fucking kangaroo court. I said, how do you sleep for yourself at night with this sentence that you just shot like way over the moon? And the judge is like, oh, if you feel that way, appeal. <laughs> you know, end of that. The Doherty's actually received sentences that went above and beyond the federal guideline range. My guideline range called for 17 to 19 years. They said, hey, sign this plea deal for 17 to 19 years. I signed for that. And then the judge is like, I don't like this. Hold these 35 years. But the bat that they're swinging against you is, hey, bro, you know that this gun itself carries a life sentence, right? So if you don't plea to this and take this open plea of whatever the fuck we decide to give you as your blessing, as your due, you're going to get hit with a fucking life sentence. That's the stick that they always threaten you with. Dylan was hit the hardest with both sentences. For my Fed sentence, I was only supposed to get 40, 47 months. You know, that was what the bank robbery side, side of the criminal, you know, enterprise carried. Was, I think it was 42 to 47 months, and I, they gave me 428. So that kind of says it all right there. That was my guidelines. And that's what my federal attorney told me in Georgia. Oh, well, they're going to go with the guidelines. You know, that's what they're there for and blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I can only laugh at that now. Um, but they don't have to go with the guidelines, folks. You know, they're just guidelines. They can do whatever they want at the end of the day. Mother Barbara Bell shares her perspective on how the trials and sentencing played out. I don't dare to hope. And realistically... I think my children, so much publicity surrounded their initial crime spree that everybody wanted to get their name in there and everybody wanted to uh, have a piece of the pie, piece of the famous pie, that their over-the-top sentences when they signed plea agreements, that they agreed, they pleaded guilty to crimes (laughs) with the agreement of 20 years in prison and to have that overridden by a judge Everybody wanted in on the publicity and part of the limelight, and now they're forgotten. I'm one of the few that actually keeps in touch with them regularly. There are a few other people, but this is yesterday's news to most people but me. I wake up every morning with this, as fresh as if it happened yesterday. I'm in a 
really bad mood now. Um, I just got a, a legal letter uh, from my new attorney that I have in Florida, and what did the letter say? Well, it said that, there, that apparently my time's not going to start until I get this case resolved, and I was under the impression that they would it would would start from the moment that I was incarcerated, which is coming up on ten years now. So, from my understanding, he's saying that I'm not going to get credit for the time that I've served already. I don't know. It is crazy. Prison is basically a warehouse. You know, you have your room, you have your door, you have your locker. It's just a big storage facility where you just sit in the same unit pretty much all day long, all night long, and you just do your time day for day. And they do have um, a prescription pill line, but are any of these medications very good? No. They are drugs that make you sleepy, drugs that make you gain weight, drugs that make you look like shit. They are different people now. They regret what they did, and they need to be out here making a valuable contribution to society instead of costing the taxpayers $100 a day each to keep them in federal housing. More on that next time. If you're over 18 years old and want to see pictures of Lee Grace and Ryan Doherty or find their addresses to write them in prison, go to our Instagram at KT underscore studios. If you're enjoying this podcast, please listen and subscribe to Crazy in Love, KT Studios' latest true crime podcast. The Doherty Gang is executive produced by Stephanie Lidecker and me, Courtney Armstrong, along with Beth Greenwald, Sean McEwen, and Joseph Morgan. Editing and sound design is by Jeff Twa. Additional producing by Chris Graves and Jeff Shane. The Doherty Gang is a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.